Hi, welcome to our podcast. Um, I'm Mary Abazia, and I have Tom Spitali and Sean Wellam with me. We're from Impact Planning Group. And um, what we're doing in this podcast is looking at some, we almost call it a buzzword. It's something that just seems to be a pattern with almost every client that we talk to. And most recently, and actually for a while, we keep hearing the word culture. And we hear it in situations where two companies have come together and they're trying to sort out their culture. Should they adopt one over the other, have a hybrid, go for something new? Uh, a new leader comes in and they want to create a new culture. So, you know, we're, we, we see almost every company trying to wrestle with culture. And as it relates to strategy, you know, how, how does that fit together? What comes first, culture or strategy? And, and where can strategy help culture or hurt culture? So that's kind of the theme of what we're looking at. Does one of you uh, want to take the next stab at this? Sean does. I'm saying I'm just pausing, waiting to see if Tom's this is his birthday. His, uh, his birthday. So you no, get to go. Birthday, you got to go first. His depth of wisdom. You know, I think that when you when you think of um, any endeavor to 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 drive something forward, ultimately strategy is about driving something forward. Whether it's a, a sports team, a business, a political party, a military, there's always this idea of improving your lot through managing your existing resources in the in the face of existing competition and constraints. So when you accept that you're trying to progress, then culture becomes so important because if you don't recognize it, you don't build it into the strategy, then you can create the wrong strategy that will never catch fire. It's like you're trying to light damp wood. You've got to get people excited <laughs> and ready to, to move. And that first step becomes that you have to understand the culture. Uh, and the culture is really... I mean, I don't know, Tom, what you would say in terms of how to simplify it. It's one of those, you mentioned, Mary, it's a buzzword. Everyone talks about culture. What is it? I, I always think of it as being, is your heart in this? Is your heart in the fight? And if you have a business that has the, that everyone has a heart for the, the mission, the objective, the goal that you're trying to achieve, then to me, that's a big tick in the, the culture's right. Now we need structure and form and, 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 and method. If the heart isn't in it, and that may, that's how I think. I know I'll, I'll stop there, Tom. But I was I think culture is is heart, and strategy could be. I, I guess you could argue mind. Well, mm. I have a quick question for you, Sean. So, in, in I understand you correctly that you're saying that you um, have to understand the culture before you do the strategy. Is there ever a good idea to create the strategy that then drives the culture? Well, I, I, Tom obviously has a point, but let me answer that specifically. I think yes. I mean, I'm I'm making a, a, a maybe a more more common that you need to understand the culture is is part of the assets that you start all strategy by looking at your resources and assets, your objective, and the constraints and competition. That's the sort of chessboard, and from that perspective, you need to understand the culture. But I believe you can shape culture through good inclusive strategy. But Tom, I'm, I'm sure that was going to be roughly where you were heading with that, right? I, it was. And by the way, if you're only listening listening on the audio podcast, uh, Mary and I have fabulous new backgrounds. So if you want to get on the video podcast, um, you'll see them. I, I am in the wine cellar today. So, and but, I'm in a room with 120 potential people coming in to do a lot of fun work. So. And none of them are there yet. 
No, and they're all all post-pandemic and ready to meet each other after two quiet years. Yes. So the, the, the exotic backdrop is known as as Sean's bookcase in his home office. Beautiful. I haven't changed it for several years, but you know, it, it's functional. It works. It's fantastic, Sean. I need to get a great. This is part of our culture. Is this part of our company culture? Uh, there... Yeah. Well, Maybe. wine, wine is definitely, you know, wine and beer. Again, Sean's birthday. Anyway, uh, culture. Yeah, that's, that's true, dear listener. It is my birthday today. Probably won't be when you listen to this, but just FYI. Sean's birthday today, 39. Um, so, strategy can strategy shape culture? I think the right approach to strategy can. And I don't want to sound like I am uh, advocating for our approach, but I'm going to advocate for our approach because really what we have found is the way we do strategy is we teach people a set of tools, thinking tools that require certain types of behaviors, uh, collaborative behaviors to work. The tools help cross-functional teams make decisions. And it makes um, the components of a strategic decision very explicit, such that people need to uh, be able to have input to those components of the decision, see how decisions are being made, and ultimately come to a conclusion together. Now, to me, companies that can do that, you know, uh, they can they 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 can collaborate, cross-functional, have a, a spirited debate, not you know, everybody has the opportunity to disagree and agree. And then when they're done, they, they, they move forward together towards execution. To me, that is a certain type of culture. It, it fixes a lot of things that are broken about culture. So my, my sense is that, you know, you might think of culture as right brain and strategy as left brain, and, you know, never the twain shall meet. But in, in my opinion, the right approach to strategy uh, actually drives a culture in the direction that it needs to go in. And so that's my sort of counterintuitive uh, approach to culture. Right strategy can create a great culture. The right strategic process, I should say. Not necessarily the strategy itself. The way the company goes about setting and building the strategy should be reflective of the, of the culture that they want to uh, they, they, that they want to have at their company. But I think, no, I, think I, the I best... agree, Tom. But you you need both in parallel to some extent because we've all seen a situation where somebody will pay lip service and say, "Yeah, okay, team, I want you to come up with your best ideas, challenge the status quo. I want you to think outside of the box." And then when it comes to the output in the review it's like yeah you know we're not doing that that's a dumb idea and and that reflects the real culture and people knew that going in people thought okay i'm going to be told that this is all the whole brave new world and i suspect that the boss or the bosses are are going to just have a very narrow selection criteria and and will not accept anything that's outside of the norm and that cultural reality then shapes how enthusiastically they follow the process and how much cynicism is built if it turns out that way. So I, I guess we, we, it, it, it needs a, a fertile place to start. You, you can't fix bad culture with strategy, but yeah, maybe you can shape it. Ooh. I want to hear what you guys say, but I do think you can. 
Mary, go ahead. I, I think you yeah, can I, call I think so too. You know, I was thinking about companies that we've we've seen and J and J, I think, has a good process. Um, and, and it kind of is an iterative thing because they have the credo and they have a process that every year they check themselves to see if they're living the credo and if not, where are the biggest areas that they need to address it? So it's it's a yin-yang that they continue. I don't know if they would redo the credo if they found that the credo was out of, you know, out, out of time. You know, it, it needed to be updated because the world has changed since it was written. But I think that they're a really good example. But then you take GE and they have a they had or have a, a very clear culture. And, you know, you guys both work there, so you you breathed it and lived it. Mm -hmm. And that one, you know, I, I remember they were developing strategies, but the culture was so pervasive that, I, you know, even when they had great strategies, it was just too overwhelming. You know, there was a there was a river of, you know, being the best, being the first, even if something was invented, I got to reinvent it again, those types of things. So, well, I guess it's also... And I, I don't disagree, Tom, that, of course, it can shape strategy. What I'm trying to get to is I've had exposure to and worked with businesses and business partners where the culture has become so rotten and so dysfunctional that it requires a, a, a more radical fix than introducing yeah. a good strategy. You know, you can't it, it's not always a um, it's not always possible. But it very often is, and it will certainly alleviate it. But when well, you see words I mean, on the page, credos and missions and so forth, yeah. again, you have to ask yourself how, if you ask the people in the business to say, how real is this? Enron had a pretty good mission statement. Mm -hmm. Arrogance does not belong here was my favorite line from it. We like we At would Enron. be treated ourselves. And if you looked at the Enron mission statement you might mm -hmm. go these seem like good guys rather than right. these seem like crooks um which they turned out to be so i i guess it's all about the reality check on culture not well, just that, the words words plus action i want to i want to i want to go deeper on what i, I said because i think i can articulate it a little bit better i don't think necessarily that strategy can drive culture. I think that the way that you do a strategic process, the way you develop your strategy can be a way that reflects where you want to go with your culture. And the process of developing your strategy can be a laboratory for how much progress you are making towards that new culture that you want to develop. I think what a company has, you know, basically, if you ask anybody who's interested in strategy and culture, you know, what's right and what's wrong about the current culture? Where do you want to go from and to with your culture, the way work gets done, the way people treat each other? If you have a real solid uh, plan, like I said, a from culture to to culture plan, this is the kind of behaviors that we want to see that we're not seeing now, a collaborative strategic process is one of the best places to evaluate where you stand. You know, how are people treating each other during the strategic process development, especially if it's cross-functional, collaborative, debate-filled, 
You know, how is the debate going? Is it dominated by certain individuals? Is everybody being able to kind of, you know, provide and feel comfortable with providing their input? You know, how are the leaders facilitating? Are they dominating? Are they drawing people out? How, in the process of building our strategy, how well or not well does it reflect the culture that we're trying to create? That's really what I'm trying to say. These two things can work together very, very well. They're not necessarily the same thing, but they can help drive each other. I have a, a, a funny example where, to your point, you know, collaboration is key. It's one of the important parts of the process. For this particular company, their problem was they were so collaborative that they were not productive. And so getting in a situation where you're working through the strategy and identifying the areas that are holding them back, it actually was quite funny. Everyone's so nice to each other that, you know, it really takes a lot to get a group to go, okay, you know, you can still be nice to people and you can collaborate, but you don't have to collaborate on everything. Pick a few things to collaborate on as our culture. So we're, you know, because we, we like working with the people we work with, but you have to decide who's not going to go to the meetings, who's, you know, who should make the decision on something. So it is, it is kind of funny, but once, once you kind of right size that it takes a while, but um, there are situations where cultures are too nice and they have to draw some very strong lines in terms of how are we going to get stuff done, especially if they're growing and they have new people coming in, it's going to be very confusing to people. So. And that's the key, isn't it? The key is you got to, and I think this is probably the biggest challenge is understanding what the culture really is. Is it too nice? Is it too aggressive? Are the silos of individual power plays with the internal politics that infests most large organizations? And if you're the business leader, and I think you need to be a business leader to have that over the, the, the well, the 360 degree of, of culture, because you, Departments will have cultures, offices, locations will have their own mini cultures. Like it's like the weather, you know, everyone's got their own little microclimates. But you want to see the big picture. You you've got to have, you've got to see through that. Not, and I don't think there's an easy answer to that. By the way, I think it's more of an aspiration. But if you don't recognize that you have a, an overly nice, an overly inclusive, an overly aggressive, an overly cynical, or what have you, culture, that is part of the, uh, the, the the landscape that you're trying to shape with strategy and, and you, you have to have a reality check as best you can. I, I But I, I do believe that it just requires a little bit of focus and time to think about it and articulate it because I think that most of the people that we deal with, if you ask them to describe the culture, the goods and the bads, you know, it's one of the few things that you find if you have multiple people weighing in that they agree with right away. Cultures, I think, I think company cultures, if you get enough input from enough different people, the, the themes are there. People say, oh, this is what we do. And people go, yeah, you know what? You're right. That's exactly how we do things, good and, and bad. Yeah. So I think you can, you know, I, I, I think you, you, can, you, can, you can draw that out and then, um, you know, the strategic process, again, you, you have to make sure that your strategic process is cross-functional and collaborative, you know, um, 
as long as it's those two things, then you can use that as a laboratory to change and move towards the things that you want to move. You can observe the, the good behaviors and the bad behaviors and say at the end of it, you know, uh, not only do we have a strategy, we, you know, we're often, often asked at the end of a strategic engagement to weigh in on the culture and the individuals that were involved in the process. And we're very comfortable doing that because we see it. We see it very clearly. Um, I do think that there's the customer needs to weigh in. And you know, I was thinking about the ways that we've seen companies do that well or not well. And you know, when when you engage a customer and are able to say, how is our culture touching you or you know, making you want to buy our stuff or not buy our stuff? One of the extreme examples was where, you know, a company went out and asked customers and the customer said, I love your products, but you are so arrogant. I just, I, I really wish I had another option because I don't enjoy buying stuff from you, but I like the stuff that you sell, you know? And, and so that's, that's a culture and, you know, companies that are smart about saying the customer gets to vote on how our culture is affecting them. Those are the ones that are smart enough to bake that into the future, but you have to you have to be open minded enough to say that the customer eventually will touch and feel your your culture and and is and probably should give you some feedback in the in the process. Really great point, Mary. Because you think of it, we, we, it, culture is not just the internal culture. I mean, I, I guess I've been focusing more on it as an internal thing about how people interact with each other. But ultimately, every business is is uh, is bigger than that. It's in, and as we've massive advocates for it's the external it's the outside in it's the world that you're operating in that really counts and that culture will also be felt by customers and and if you if you were to ask your customers are we a customer obsessed customer focused business and the, your customers would answer no i don't feel that then building a strategy around that is less is going to be less successful than understanding what are the key things you need to have in place to be that business and then develop strategies to maximize those opportunities. So I think the customer dimension is, is absolutely critical. Agree. Great ad, Mary. Thank you. Thank you. Always, anytime you get to say the customer in there, it, it adds, adds, <laughs> adds something because at the end of the day, they, work, they're the one that votes. Yeah, have we thought about the customer in this? That's a question you should ask under any circumstances. What yeah, maybe you? maybe that's a, one of the key takeaways is if you know if you feel the need to change your culture, you know, take the temperature with your customers first, and then try some things. And just like a big concept, you know, is this going to help you, um, Tom? My my takeaway is that a strategic process absolutely can drive change in a culture, especially if you upfront before you enter into that strategic process, talk about what's wrong with your culture, what direction you want to move in. You, you know, the way you develop your strategy as a company can actually move you in the direction of the culture that you want to create. I think they're very strongly related. And I agree with Tom on the premise that he set out, which is that you understand the culture. So I'm just going to, I don't want to leave it on a cynical note or a skeptical note, but I would just say that the biggest failure mode is is not grasping what the culture really is. And that is absolutely key. You've got to have some brutal reality before you fix it. And once you understand it, yes, you can fix it with strategy. But if you don't understand it, you're, you're blindfolded. Yeah, very well put. Very well put. Um, because you are so wise because it is your birthday. So mm -hmm. anyway. Once a year. Once a year. Today <laughs> is the day. You lucky people. 
Thank you for joining us. Thanks, everybody.